Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everybody to Axe of Pod. Um, we've got Gina. Me. We've got Cezanne. And we've got me. My name's Anne. On base. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and every week um, we choose a topic that has come up on the news, and yep. we like to. Um, try to contextualize it, go back to the source material, um, uh, see, look at the historical references, sort of contextualize it and make sense of it. Um, and uh, this week, uh, Trump, as we all know, we are in the midst of a opioid crisis first time ever for this country first time ever before yeah (laughs) i know i i don't know if you remember there has been a war on drugs um before um but uh but we won it it's over and um there (laughs) There were no Mission more drugs, accomplished. and there was there was peace in the valley. And um, okay, so this week in the headlines, uh, as you may know, there is an opioid crisis. It's uh, been going pretty strong for about twenty years. Uh, the uh, Trump administration is throwing some money at the problem. Jeff Sessions wants to um, really sort of continue what we all know is incredibly successful um, campaign of <laughs> locking up people of color at four times the rate of white people. Yeah. And uh, putting them in private prisons and <laughs> using their labor um to make uh, mm-hmm. extraordinary profits, it's you would almost think it was slave labor. You know what? <laughs> <sighs> okay. Okay. Yeah. No. It. Hey, I am on board, man. I am on board. You are preaching to the choir. But anyway, it. it you're right. You're right. right. It, it, Look, it upsets me because I do feel like it is overtly racist. But okay. But the point. That's. 
<laughs> it doesn't matter how flat you make a pancake, Gina. <laughs> no, guess what? Guess what? It is overtly racist. Facts. I'm going to say that. Okay. All right. Fact. Facts okay. of pod. So it, it's a... A facts of a facts of pod. Facts of pod. So anyway, so uh, Trump has been bedazzled by the fact that in countries like Singapore and in the Philippines, they execute drug dealers, and um, sure. They believe, well, certainly in Singapore, they have a very low rate of uh, drug use and trafficking. Uh, so he thinks that's all it's going to take is a couple of public executions, maybe. If you there's, know, a, if there's a, a whiff drama. of draconian in it, Trump is like, yeah, yeah. That's, all over it. That makes sense. So, um, now as you can imagine, you know, drug problems are very complex and a lot of people who end up dealing drugs are users themselves, et cetera, et cetera. But if he was serious about it, uh, there is a, a recommendation I would like to make, uh, and that would be the family behind uh, Purdue Pharmaceuticals. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're going to, uh, if you're going to mm. put the dealers in prison forever, or give them the death penalty, or what have you, as the case may be, state by state, I mean, isn't let's go all the way up to the big boss. Let's go all the way up to the kingpin, right? Don't worry about the little guys, because they'll all fall. That's to you know go with the metaphor of the kingpin. Let's go to the let's go to the Escobar yeah. of, of of opiates uh, yeah. here, and yeah. that is yeah. the Sackler family. Yeah, and um, and there is the best. There's a fantastic article that was done in Esquire by. Um, Christopher Glazik, and I just wanted to credit him because it is exhaustive. And the other thing is, is that the Sacklers have been really good at being able to keep their name out of it, right? So, like Purdue mm-hmm. Pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. you would think, because as 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 we know, like a lot of these huge companies, Johnson and Johnson and the rest, you know, they have the family names in the title. Well, they managed to keep their right. name off of like right. the Forbes list of most wealthy families. So they're, yeah, they're that pretty sneaky. They do have their name on many uh, hospital wings I, and museum universities. universities. What have you. That's where they want their names. I, yeah, I, I did, um, I, I love research, so I went into an arc like, an archives kind of wormhole, and I was searching for anything about 
the family and like what it used to be called like the doctors that founded it it was like and i was searching a newspaper archive through like library of congress hmm. yeah it was like two things really it was like a they wa- must have a good scrubbers i mean they're worth 13 billion dollars so they're yeah probably oh. using some of that money to stay on the dl I, I I mean, yeah. I, can, can I read you the, <laughs> yeah. the one ad? Okay. This is all I could find because I was looking for the original, like, looking, I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I'll crack the code, like, look back at the, uh, the name of the original company, and I'm a super sleuth historian, Daddily do. Um, hold on. Now I've got to bring this shit up. Hold on. In my computer. Okay. Where to go? Oh, jeez. Oh, I, th- I thought it was highlighted. All right, look, you're going to have to cut some of this. Shit. No, I want people to watch you drown. <laughs> Only you had prepared better damn it god damn it i really thought i was but uh you take okay you take know what all the time all you just need give me a second <laughs> uh it's just a employment ad girls experience in labeling wrapping medicines pleasant working conditions um wages 12 dollars to start christian firm huh. apply with references and this is the purdue frederick frederick company that's all i could find well that was probably <laughs> before the sacklers bought it then because this yeah yeah um yeah because purdue it it was a pharmaceutical company like a small pharmaceutical company that did like uh, glycerin based like goes the back teens. I think they had a uh, their big product was betadine, which is a antiseptic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. Before the Sacklers bought it, um, I don't. Anyway, so but when things started really cooking, was the there were. Uh, the Sackler brothers, there's three brothers. Uh, they're all from Brooklyn. Uh, son of Im- immigrants. They got a gleam in their eye. Ambitious. American dream. The whole thing. Uh, there's Arthur. Uh, Raymond. And Mortimer. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Arthur's the oldest. He sort of leads the pack. Um, and he gets his start in uh, pharmaceutical advertising, and he's actually one of the first people that's ever inducted into the Pharmaceutical Advertising Hall of Fame, which I'm assuming has <laughs> entries like <laughs> Plop Plop Fizz Fizz. 
<laughs> yeah, oh, what are we yeah. Like, the one who or the that, one who throws the football, but like into the tire, the, the moving tire. Remember that one? Yeah, the double bathtubs, the two red chairs next, or the yeah, the two tubs next to each other. Yeah, per, like the I, perfect spiral. I th- I'd like to think <laughs> it's the person who came up with like the sort of low yeah. voiced, really fast yeah, the, paced the front, reading the... of all the negative side effects. That was some right. marketing or genius. whoever, or whoever got um, <laughs> right. Oh God, I can't. You know the guy from um, <laughs> from Cocoon. Diabetes. Wilbur Brimley. <laughs> Diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> no laughing matter. But I like Wilbur to laugh Brimley. at Wilbur Brimley <laughs> saying diabetes. It. it I feel like they just heard him say it in an interview and were like, we must have it. Diabetes. Um, Anyway, so at the time, they, uh, (laughs) like, with pharmaceutical advertising, they had people that were, like, going door to door, um, and he sort of revolutionized it because he thought that he wanted to reach doctors directly through print ads and he was he convinced the journal of american medicine to include an insert for uh at the time it was an antibiotic it ended up being a huge success and um that really was like the start of his career you know it changed the way that um drugs were marketed and uh, he he was then picked up by Roche, the pharmaceutical company mm-hmm. Roche, um, to market one of their drugs. Uh, and yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called mm. Valium. Mm. Um, or as a <laughs> obscure. Yeah, it's a, it's very, very. Uh, and I, you know, and the thing of it is, is that obscure. You're obscure. This name. is where this is kind of where a star is born, and you're going to sort of see, like, the template for how oxycotton was then marketed and sold years later. Because, um, so at the time on the market. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I just sorry. No, when you said that, I just had this vision of this guy, like um, imitating Natalie Wood in uh, the it what's is the musical? Complete, and Gypsy, it's Judy Garland. Gypsy, a okay. Star is Born. That's a different musical. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm mixing it up, but maybe he just are you is doing currently it a on Valium? I like to think of Prince Valium from Sorry. Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> he was so so sleepy. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Okay, I still I'm having a hard time trying to figure out why. Female impersonator. (laughs) (laughs) 
A Star is Born. I just imagine oh, okay. this. But this it was not Gypsy or Natalie like Wood, feathers, but in fact, Judy Garland in A Star is you know? Born. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're tr- trying to make me crazy. We are. That's, but, um, that is exactly what we're doing. Oh. No, no, no. It, it's it's only well, I'm working on it. It's coming up. Don't worry. <laughs> keep you on your toes so, tonight. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, the there was a, a drug that on the market that is very similar called Librium. Oh. And it worked really well, uh, except that it was uh, it had a very narrow prescription profile it was an anti-anxiety medication and like that the pool of patients was fairly small because it was it was marketed just for like people who were diagnosed as suffering from anxiety and not just mommies who needed call me downy pills (sighs) that's a Okay, and what, and I'm sorry, what, like, can you give me a decade Oh, this is the 60s. Oh, the 50s, rather, 50s. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, post-war America, I would think there'd be a little bit anxiety. Yeah, no, 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 you're right, you're right. This is, um, sorry. Yeah, this is the 50s and 60s. Yeah, this is Mother, yeah, Mother's Little Helper uh, time period. Um, and so... What uh, Sackler realized was that they could market Valium uh, for psychic mm. tension, which was like a precursor I to have stress. That. And it, yeah, I know. <laughs> I've got it. Yeah, bad. I got a little, and, a little twinge of that. Oh man, I have that. I really. God, I have that. <laughs> and man. it could include anything from restless leg syndrome insomnia gastritis mm-hmm. like you know like my stomachs and knots i've got butterflies so it was all these sort of existential anything, dread i don't want to go to work existential <laughs> dread right on we um you know moments where you just stop in the middle of your day and you look out to the mid distance and you go <laughs> is this all meaningless? You realize time is a flat circle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Camus ooh. enters the picture. Right. Yeah. Existence okay. is suffering. Um, Samsara. So, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> we could go right, right. on. We could do on. this forever. <laughs> um, is it all meaningless and absurd? Uh, is the joke on me? Answer, it is. <laughs> yeah. Answer, yes. yes. Um, is it worth it to love when everything we love will be lost? Yeah. You, just, whatever. <laughs> Here's your volume. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing because it's true. It's just so true. Well, you also oh, get a volume for that. And um, 
So anyway, Thank it God. exploded. It exploded because, as you know, there are several people that felt that. And, you know, as the Rolling Stones several. wrote, you know, it was Mother's right. Little Helper. It was... Uh, she goes running <laughs> for the shelter of her mother's <laughs> little helper. Oh, God, yes. Uh... Right, right. Oh, um. <laughs> Get uh, through. Uh, so was dang. Mother's Little Helper, I thought it was an, that was an upper. <laughs> or are they both? Well. No. I mean, I thought well, they were just know. pills Just any general, kind of pill. But... Any kind of pill that gets you through <laughs> your just trudging whether you need a wakey wakey or a calmy downy yeah like valley valley of the dolls it's like all pill it was like it was that it was it was like that that generation of it was that first wave of you know analysts had become popular and you could take the edge off or you know i've been awake with the baby all night and i need to and lose i this still baby have to weight, vacuum so and press the shirts and have the martini ready when he comes home my husband gets back and his secretary is very young and beautiful and i've got this extra right. weight and right so I mean, anyway, right. Purdue. So anyway, but it's, it, yeah, I, 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 it was hmm. the wait, what, what, Anne? No, I'm just like, where I hear about all well, this easy access to just whatever, whatever drug you may need. And I'm like, well, oh, not oh you want more yeah. drugs. This is, that's your complaint right now. Well, and no, I think saying, you'll see like, that there's a reason go. for that now because of the whole pendulum right, sure. of the swinging and the too much of it and now people getting cut off justly and unjustly from their right. pharmaceuticals. Yeah. We're getting there, right? We're, so, we will get there. Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> so, um... But anyway, it ended up being, I don't know if I said this before, but it, it was the first um, $100 million wow. drug. So it was, it was, a, yeah, was? so it was a superstar. Whoa. And then with the, with the profits from that, um, that was around the same time that um, Arthur, who again was the sort of visionary of the brothers he Later. acquired purdue pharmaceuticals so that they could start manufacturing their own drugs but then he he also started art collecting and that's why um and the rest of the family did too but that's why you like at the tate and all, all like all over the place like metropolitan museum for a long time before the relationship shower, soured but they had like Sackler wings because he would be collecting antiquities. Oh, I did not. I did not oh, know yeah. that. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, 
you know, just your casual multi-million dollar hobby. Appropriation of valuables. I mean, was... Oh, God. I mean, that's like a whole other podcast. If it's (laughs) some of it, like, never mind. I know where you're going. I just am like, right? Some of it, it, yes, like, it's so, bad. Some of it I was know. taken directly from Wakanda. Yeah. Right. Had vibranium in it. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, juice. Oh and my god. No. <laughs> okay. All right. No, it was not. That's where I was. No, going. he did not. Nazi, Nazi okay, stolen well, art. <laughs> no. And no. It was not. Okay. If anything, it was along the lines of that sort of imperialist going to a country. Oh, oh does this mean a lot to you? Because we think it looks cool. Can we put it in our we museum? Take care of it for you. Right and right, right, right. And and by question, it's not a question. <laughs> it's we're gonna take that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like anthropology, anthropology, sort of nonsense. Okay. Maybe right. I don't do. Yeah, I don't know what you're you mean by that, but okay. Well, okay, I won't go into it. <laughs> okay, so, um, the the only uh, drug. Uh, Purdue Pharmaceutical had that I guess the only money maker they had was betadine uh, which is like a disinfectant and like during the Vietnam War the government had a contract for it so you know they because they had to use it a lot with wounds and stuff like that and but they were looking for you know a breakout star like a Valium of their very own and um, mm-hmm. in the 80s, there was a, a branch of the family that had been living abroad. And according to family lore, there was an English doctor in the hospice movement that had noticed that Purdue had a time-release asthma medication and suggested that they develop... Uh, a time release morphine medication for um, like the terminally for ill palli- uh, palliative patients. care, mm-hmm. right? Exactly, and hosp- you know hospice patients because you know there's a lot of times where they would their sleep would be interrupted and they would have to you know take more medication, right? And, like every every four hours, be- you got to top off on your morphine or what have you, but. Right. And so um, they uh, they did develop that drug and it was called MS cotton. And um, and it was Mm. and the thing is, is that there were because it was the audience for the drug was terminally ill patients. There wasn't. Yeah. Right. I mean, nobody was worried about addiction concerns or right because they're on their way out like so God, yeah so you're just gonna give them <laughs> well they're gonna die anyway. yeah it's like i mean enjoy yourself well, yeah like, the uh... thing with 
morphine at the end of life right. is you just sure. keep on giving it and giving it and giving it so they're not experiencing pain. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's there's no coming right. back. Right. You know, I mean, it's... Um, but, like, it's... I mean, it is sad, but, like... I mean, spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean... That's where all, that's where all we're all headed. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, like, like you know, I'm right. I'm right. fully expecting to ride the wharf the morphine wave to my end. Thank goodness it's there. Yeah. Oh man, I you just opened up a segue to an Uh-oh. article Uh-oh. I read Fantastic. from a 1918 paper. Um, <laughs> about where we're all headed. It's from the Washington Times, February 1918, and it it's talking about op- opium, opioid, or opiates. Nature provides only one opiate without any toxic after effects. The name of that opiate is death. <laughs> so, you know, they... They got it, man. They got it. This is a hundred years ago, and and right there you yeah. go. The name of that opiate is <laughs> sweet oblivion. Jesus, I know. I read that. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um. Um. Oh, so the problem was is that the patent for that drug was due to run out in the nineties, so they. Uh, wanted to redesign the drug and rather than use morphine which had kind of a reputation I mean morphine if you talk to a doctor like oh (laughs) that it's you only use it with the very very ill you know it it has a very small prescribing base right right so they thought, well, why don't we use oxycodone and we'll use the, you know, the time release with oxycodone and um, we'll market it, call it oxycotton. So um, what is the difference now, between the- oxycodone and morphine aside from the time release factor? Um. That is a good question because I actually had to look up what the difference between <laughs> oxycontin and oxycodone. Oh, I thought was. oxycontin was like a just a yeah. brand name or like a yeah, that's essentially what it is. But let me see. Okay. So, oh, whoa. Um, Oxycontin is approximately 1.5 to 2 times stronger than oral Mm. morphine. Oh. um, Yeah, well, yeah. uh, What does it take to get prescribed that? Because... I've never been. Well, just ask all the people in that teeny tiny little town where they just pump full of. I'm curious. Is 
Yeah, so, um, the only thing that, yeah, the, so oxycodone is an ingredient that is used in, like, Percocet and Roxacet and things like that. So, um, but it's, you know, all of those drugs are so they're not nearly as strong as morphine. So when they use the word Oxycontin, it it also got confused for Oxycodone, which again is a lot less strong. So doctors would often think, oh, this is, this can't, this doesn't cause nearly as much harm as, like morphine would you know or something like that would because you know again like oxycodone is is relatively harmless as is like percocet and again because these again are like low dose you know what you would do like if you got a wisdom tooth out or you know they're not not in the same ballpark as something like morphine or you know what you would yeah. use to, like during a, a an extensive surgery or. So. <laughs> I like, still want to know I, like this whole like. I still like, want to know how I get with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how did I miss out? No, my <laughs> no. My question is, this crisis. Like, what were the symptoms? That were coming in and daughter's like, oh, oxycotton, oxycotton. Okay, well, that's actually my next bullet point. If if you want to, are you ready for it? Are you are you ready to receive the? I was born ready. (laughs) Oh, buddy. Um. So anyway, the um. The time-release Oxycontin, they used a study that was done in the 80s that has since, um, the author was like, sorry, we got it wrong. They've disavowed the study. (laughs) But um, in the study, uh, there were 36 people in it. Oh, giant population. Hmm. Yeah, to be sure uh, that wow, doesn't that sounds meet uh, ridiculous academic <laughs> research rigor. No, from the situation. No, right. No, and no. they came to the conclusion that it when you were mm. using time release uh, pain medications, your risk of um, addiction was less than one no. percent. No. I mean, this is one of those things Mm. where it's like scientific method. Let's rerun the numbers. Let's examine our, let's examine our methodology here because, because it just, it doesn't make any sense at all. We've got, no, they've got 36 people (laughs) and they did Uh, a study. Well, this tiny study that could. Someday. 
was actually cited about 600 times uh, with, at the launch oh my God. of Oxycontin. Um, Jesus. And I just can't they, believe. Uh, well, I can. I can, but just here's, here's where I get my dander up. Like really, an entire the entire medical field were like, you know what? This study of with thirty six people. That's yeah, I'm going for it. Like I I don't do that with like treatment methods for like receptive language disorder, and you're gonna do that right. with an opioid that doesn't. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. Mm-mm. I don't like it at all. <laughs> it's like the. Um, never mind. No, sorry. I was going to go to vaccines, and that's just let's not beyond the scope of this pod. Let's just get back on track. Sorry. Right. So <laughs> they um they also be- they used. And again, oh, and at this point, Richard, who was Raymond's son, one of the three brothers, Mm -hmm. uh, he was the one sort of leading the charge. He was also very ambitious. He wanted to hit. Um, And they, they were marketing directly to doctors and um PAs and nurses and it was i i mean it was a really direct campaign and essentially what they learned from Valium was that if they widened the base yeah, of the symptoms indications. yeah the indications right so any like anything mm-hmm. from back pain, menstrual pain, uh, chronic pain, because uh, like they Stubbed said, they toe. have this report saying, yeah, stubbed your uh-huh. toe, like tennis elbow, stubbed what? Your toe. Tennis elbow. Oh, st- I'm trying to think of like old like um, water on the knee. Let's go with all the operation right. ones. Bread basket. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> butterfly in your appendix yeah funny bone what it was um but yeah so they and um and they said that you know because doctors had been nervous about prescribing these drugs in the past they said um again the study because there it's time release patients aren't going to get addicted and um that makes perfect sense now now guys um can you think of a way that you could work around um the time release mechanism (laughs) of that pill Wait, I mean, this is going to take a lot of imagination on my part. Okay. Right. But what if... Yeah, what you if, know what? I don't think... What I do What I do know is every 15-year-old couldn't figure what it out. What if you sort of like, I don't know, processed it in some way? Like, maybe broke it down. 
I don't know. I'm spitballing here because this is way out of my I, I, wheelhouse. I'm still having a hard time understanding <laughs> it. What they again? They spent so much time and research. It's a time release yeah. formula. How could anybody? How could work anyone around? solve this puzzle box? Could it be to chomp it with your teeth? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's all you had to do. And that's how an epidemic was born. Jesus. Oh, you mean just yeah, crush that's it. it? That's it. You just crush it. With 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 yeah, your molar. You can chomp it with your teeth. And in case people weren't making that connection, they wrote on the side not, of the bottle. Please don't yeah. Please don't chomp with your teeth. Whatever you do, don't bypass <laughs> This time release system by jumping with your teeth. Yeah, because if you do that, you're going to get high. If you do that, the high will be so fast and so intense and so gratifying. (laughs) Absolutely don't do it. And what we know about, and what we know about human nature is human, yeah, humans do not seek out. Especially not ones that are, you know, living life of chronic pain or even just, you know, psychological pain. Well, here's the other, um, here's the other rub. So many rubs. The, uh, there's, there's just so much (laughs) rubbing. Uh, Don't rub the capsule too hard (laughs) or you might invalidate the time release mechanism. Uh, the other problem is, is that it was supposed to, um, because of the time release, it was supposed to last 12 hours, but what they started to recognize was that, um, and a lot of doctors recognize this, was that, um, it did not last 12 Mm -hmm. hours and, and quite a few patients, uh, it would last maybe eight hours. And so they would have breakthrough pain. Um, yes. Before. Yeah. And so rather than uh, they like relabeling the drug or um, even giving them more of the medication so they could just take it when their medication ran out, they just gave them a higher Ooh. dose. So, um, that, that actually, um, oh, because people went on to sue, um, and that, that was part, what ended up getting them in trouble was, first of all, uh, the fact that they knowingly used Oxycontin, knowing that the name would be a bit confusing, knowing that doctors would associate it with oxycodone and oxycodone also it sounds kind Um, of like a breath of fresh air or like or like something (laughs) that might like get stains out of your laundry that's actually a very good point uh they in the lawsuit also was that they they knew that people were starting to go through terrible withdrawal symptoms after about From eight hours. Opioid? I don't think so. But um, 
Well, it's because it was so, I mean, it was so, so powerful. <laughs> yeah, and, no, I get Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's so, it, it, it made it more addictive. So, again, it's sort Wait, of like the same. Are you saying that people didn't want to feel like shit, so they kept taking more? I don't, what is this cycle you're talking about? <laughs> Right, it's an addiction yeah. cycle, kind of like t- uh, big tobacco, um, where they were dealing with um, addictive products. And um, the other problem, or not problem, I mean, it depends on if if ethics or like important you, yeah, <laughs> like so. <laughs> If you consider that a problem. I mean, if it's, like, valuable or not, but um, they would target communities, for example, no. West Virginia, no. where people would, um, just a second. <laughs> um, all I can hear, all I can hear is the amount of editing I'm going to have to do on and making so much noise over there what are you doing i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) i had to leave (laughs) jesus um (laughs) i had to go take some oxycontin i just had to re-up on my oxy now i need some valium um so anyway but uh the in that area, it's a blue collar area. There's a uh, a lot of people that work with their hands. It's manual right, labor. Throwing out their they work in like mines. back injuries, what have you. Right, and you know, I mean, it's it's a hard scrabble life. So they were sending the concentration of pills in that area alone is criminal i mean it it was i I, at some point i had the numbers but it it was absolutely shocking and but they did that to a lot of places um and it just happened to be um places again where not only did people work these jobs that broke down their body but also just happened to break down their spirits. Well, right. yeah, and then and then right. jobs are leaving, and there's like the post, you know, industrial malaise, and the, you know, right. Maybe, so I, I mean, it, maybe popping oxycontin after all that too. Well, that's what I mean. It was it it was like. <laughs> It, it, it was like the accuracy of a Bond villain, you know? Um, yeah. And there are, again, a lot of these small towns are trying to sue um, Purdue. And some, some have successfully, but it's, it's hard to get a foot in the door because with Big Tobacco, they were like, well, you know, this product kills people and you knew that, you know? Um and but in this case the product has been abused by people and 
And also they just, well, they sent so much of it. Like, I don't remember what the town was called. That was probably something. But, you know, like, they sent so much of it to this one tiny area of the world where it's like every man, woman, and child would have had to have been on it, like, like nonstop, day and night. Like, there's just no way yeah. that anyone was legitimately using that amount of Oxycontin. Like, so they, and they're, you know, there are systems in place within pharmaceutical companies that track, like, where are the drugs going? You know, where, what is the, you know, the flow and the output? We're shipping this many, this much of our product here. Like, they know that. And people knew that, and, like, I, I don't know, I read something a while ago. There were people in within the company that were, that were sort of, like, flagging the situation as, like, you know, suspect. Things, bad things are happening over here, and, right. and Purdue was just like, well, you know, if they admitted that it was happening and they took some steps to you know mitigate the situation then they were admitting that they had this horribly dangerous addictive product that they were selling so anyway right and but i mean like you were saying there were all these communities like certainly like in the southeast and um it but they all had these again these <laughs> It wasn't only the kinds of jobs or the kinds of injuries, but it it, it was the despair. Mm. You, you know, it's it's hard to think that that wasn't a selling point. And in Purdue, again, they those drugs were not shipped. The, I mean, the the doctors and the pharmacies in those towns were were targeted by Purdue, like they. They sent the samples. They sent the information to them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how to get oxy. Okay, and at this point, I'm just so okay. So Gina, did they All did right. they target these communities like? like, to a greater degree, with a greater, like, with a more precision than, say, like, you know, like, urban areas or whatever, like, because, you know, drug reps be drug repping, right? They go, they meet, they meet with, they, they, <laughs> they go, they meet with those doctors, they've got their samples, whatever, we've all seen them, you're waiting to meet with the doctor, and they fucking just breeze in there with their Jason's Deli tray and what have you. And then you have to wait another half hour to see your endocrinologist or what have you. But I'm saying, right. like, so were the Purdue drug reps, were they specifically like, let's go to these places where people, or were they just doing it everywhere? And this is where it sort of took hold just because... You know, it was like a tinderbox just ready for people to, like, escape it on the beautiful oxycontin clouds of bliss. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not true because 
I've gone to the doctor several times, and it was fajita yeah. day. I mean, listen, um, Jason's Deli, fajitas, a cookie tray, uh, sure, edible eats or edible arrangements would have been, I think, trite. Nobody wants fruit. Nobody maybe wants a ba- it. They maybe want, some bagels look, they want and coffee. Lunch, all right. Don't waste my time. Um, no, I mean, again, this was a, this was a targeted campaign towards everyone, but they, they targeted these small communities very specifically because they don't have, you know, Miss Tennessee 1999 with her rolling suitcase and, you know, going to these clinics. Yeah. You know, like they do in Houston or Cleveland. Oh, they do. They just, you know, they have like a bigger range, you know. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. But they have a bigger territory. Oh, they're everywhere. Right. But they they just flooded these markets. The reason that they are more devastated is because they were just flooded with drugs. I mean, yeah, I was like, like, so these doctors were like, this sounds good. I'm buying your 36 population study of, and I'm just going to start. Did they give them incentives for the, a number of scripts? Exactly. So they gave them incentives because that yep. happens all the time too with all kinds of drugs. These... <laughs> These communicate com- communities have been devastated by OxyContin. And so what's going to happen is Trump, who wants to put the dealers to death, he is going to go right. right to the tippity top and he's going to yeah. take these guys out, right? Because that's how you do it. That's how you, that's right. how you really take it down. You're not talking about these, um, dealers who just like sell like five pills here and there so they can support their own habit right he's gonna go after he's gonna go after the 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 big wig right that's what i'm thinking i i think very obviously he's going to go after these huge families that own pharmaceutical companies that have made literally billions of dollars from the death and suffering of Americans. Um, and I mean, it's going to be awkward. Um, obviously, it's going to be a little bit awkward, but I mean, if, if anybody knows how to get something done, right? It's Trump. Yeah. So that that is the lesson we've learned today, and I, you know, I'm excited that, again, um, that they really are going, um, going to the source and really punishing the people who deserve it, and and not um, going after the people who are in fact been victimized by um, corporate corruption and. Um, no, I'm just kidding. None of that's going to happen. They're 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 going to be fine. Nobody's going to see a, a day of jail time. Oh, man, um, what a bummer! It always ends up this way. Yeah, it's yeah. No, I mean they never that. 
I mean, this is... Hey, hey, I just found a fun fact. Um, uh, um, the Richard and Beth Sackler Foundation, they donated to um, True the Vote, which is a voter fraud watchdog that was the original source for Donald Trump's claim that 3 million illegal immigrants voted in the 2016 election, as well as the Pro-Israel Foundation for Defense of Democracies. So. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. But, I mean, you know, there are, uh, to, to end on a somewhat optimistic note maybe um i'm listening there are uh, there are a lot of in in the works anyway and there have been there are a lot of medications that like um that have have been shown to really help they block like opioid receptors and you know they help with the symptoms of withdrawal and so you know in that way they've Here's the thing, though, the the treatment for opiate addiction is out there. It doesn't matter how broke you are. There is treatment available. There are places you can go to detox. They'll help you through it. Um, and there are options. There is help, even if you're dead broke. I promise you. There's a there are a lot of resources out there, so you, you just don't feel that it's hopeless. I mean, even if even if it takes you fifteen times, you know the it's uh it's definitely possible, and um, you know you can you can either go to rehab. A lot of times, hospitals will help you detox, and um, you know just I want you to do it. Cezanne wants you to do it. Anne wants your drugs. Anne would like you, um, Anne would like you to please send your leftovers to her. Which is obviously a felony, so don't please do don't it. Please don't do that. <laughs> but don't think, you know, don't think that there aren't options out there because, you know, for... I mean, even if you're dead broke, that, you know, every state, there are options if you're willing to, I mean, just give it a goog or get your friend, get your friend that's sober to Google it give for you. Um, but um, there's hope. There's hope. Don't give up hope. And um, don't let, don't let the evil billionaires win, <laughs> you know. Seriously. <laughs> but. Okay. Um, well, anyway, I mean, again, just another uplifting, another, another sort of spiritual soaring kind of kind of night here. Yeah, <sighs> just uh, just good people making the right decisions, <laughs> you know. Good, powerful people using their power for good for themselves. Yeah. Right, 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 right. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. All right, then. Shall we say bye? All we right. shall. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>